Hello and welcome to another episode of Unboxing Women where we explore the gender gap in the music and entertainment industry. If you're active in the music business, an independent artist, musician or are just curious about how it all works, then this pod is for you. My name is Mike Rose and with me is my friend Dana Rex. We are both independent recording artists based in Europe. After having been called a bitch for knowing what we want, we were fed up uh, and decided to be such a bitch and are here to reveal what really goes on behind the scenes. You can listen to us on your favorite podcast platform and on our YouTube channel. Today, we are talking about pink, and by that I do not mean the color of Dana's hair. I actually mean the artist who also sometimes sports pink hair. We pre-recorded this and she actually just released a song um, which is a bit disco-y. What was the name again? It's called... uh, don't ever wanna not stop dancing. Wait. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That just came out. <laughs> Let me look it? it up. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't really listened to that yet because it just, it like just, just came out. Um, and what we actually did, we had a look at the Netflix documentary that mm. uh, that is available. Uh, yeah, let me just look that up and see which song it was because maybe by now she has more that come out came out. Um. Never gonna not stop. Never gonna wait. <laughs> Should we try this again? Never gonna not dance again. I'm never right. gonna not yeah. dance again. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And I listened to like a snippet of it. I haven't been able to listen to the whole thing yet because uh, it literally just came out. And um, it's it's a bit disco-y. It's a bit disco-y, which was surprising. But really cool. Today we're talking about the Pink documentary that is on Netflix now, but it's apparently something from 2013. And I mean, it's basically a UK initiative, I had the impression. Yeah, which is strange. I was thinking that um, in the beginning, I was like, why are they all talking in British accents? Isn't Pink American? Um, But it is. It it seems to be a huge fan base in the UK. And um, I don't know. I feel like um, watching it, I was thinking, oh, wait, wait wait, when is this from? Because um, they were talking about her, I think the the latest they come up, came up to was talking about her becoming a mother. And um, I think yeah. her kid was like five or something in, in one clip. So um, they didn't actually show the kid. She just talked about her. Um, and um, I thought it was really, really interesting. Also tying into you saying it was surprising with the disco song or disco-esque song. Um, is that um, what I didn't know about Pink or didn't actively know was that she started out in R&B um, and she started out with different R&B bands, really, different groups, and then moved on into a more, I think even her first album was R&B influenced yeah. and then it went rockier and punkier after that. So that was really interesting. Yeah. I was I was there when that happened. So I <laughs> I remember her <laughs> debut and like, you know, being in uh in the top of the pops basically because back then, yeah, a lot was like R&B, a lot of music on the radio was R&B and uh I'd never really heard her life story and it was interesting to find out more about the early background because that explains the R&B phase cuz I never kind of mm-hmm. got that like but wait, why? Cuz you're so you know, it's not really rock that she does, but it's like pop rock. But she she fits so well into that like yeah. punky pop style that I always thought. But why did you do the R and B thing? I mean, 
obviously, she does tell us in her songs exactly what happened. You know, it's the label that wanted mm-hmm. her to do it, and then. But now I understand why the why the R and B and why not just like plain pop, because mm-hmm. yeah, she was a backing vocalist in some R and B things before, um, and not even backing vocalist. She was a main great bit of influence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She R&B started out as backing. Group backing group I think she was 14 right so she started Mm -hmm. out as a backing singer and then she got interviewed by um oh god I don't remember the name well the people should watch the Netflix documentary yeah Um, (laughs) it's not very long either it's like an hour it's an hour um so it's like very easy listening um and I don't know it just it, it it I thought it was really interesting the way it just kind of worked out but I feel like Pink, even if you're not a hardcore fan, you probably know and like Pink, um, especially as a woman, because yeah. she's just so true to herself. She's always been true to herself. And I think there's there's been times where she didn't necessarily know who she was and she was kind of searching for it, but she was honest about it and she did it so publicly as well, I feel. So I think she's she when she did become a mother, she kind of um, started falling more into um, comfortability with her self. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what they also said in the documentary. She kind of found a different place for herself to kind of be comfortable in. And um, yeah. before that, it was like a lot of she was always raw and kind of anti and and it was really fun <laughs> yeah no but she she still is and indeed yeah she is true to herself and uh, i also didn't know that she was a uh, um what's it's not an athlete but she was like a gymnast a yeah. gymnast that she was a gymnast yeah. um and that makes a lot of sense with her shows because i've never been to a show uh, mm-hmm. Which is a shame. We should go to a show mm-hmm. because her shows are incredible. She does yeah. acrobatics and, and, you know, it's like the Cirque du Soleil in there. Um, <laughs> but she actively participates in these things. So, yeah. and, and things at the same time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> a couple of years ago, there was this thing where she was uh, hanging off of a building upside down, singing a song. Um, okay. I which is totally that. insane yeah, yeah yeah i recall that it was on the news somewhere or i, I had seen oh. it somewhere it's not in this documentary because i think it happened after probably um, so this is really basically you know a bunch of um people being interviewed people who have worked with her being interviewed so it's mm-hmm. not she's not interviewed in this specifically for this documentary um i guess you know she 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 probably gave her blessing or whatever but i, I hope she was able to give her blessing for this documentary and that they didn't do it behind her back. But um, it's not with her in it. Uh, they kind yeah. of collect a bunch of videos and past interviews and appearances of her and like just narrate her story ov- over those, you know. So, um, but still, I thought it was really interesting and it gave me a newfound respect for her because... And a new, you know, I I want to know more. I want to follow her actively now, and you know, definitely should go to a a live show, because yeah, oh God. <laughs> I mean, they said it's one of the best shows in the world. They did, the yeah. They also, I mean, it 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 proves itself. Um, they said at one point, um, that um, I think a week before or something. 
um this was still when one direction was together and selling loads of shows um so a while ago now um but they sold um the uh, sold out the O2 arena for 5 days in a run in a row and mm. pink sold it out for 4 days in a row um for an artist who's been there for a decade before those yeah. guys um that is an insane feat like yeah. insane she was like she always has been kind of i don't know they they kind of made it out to uh, to seem like she hasn't been as well respected as she should have been or as well known which i don't think that's true i think she has i think she's very well known and she's she's got the respect and the the um the um kind of what do you call it not adoration because that's not necessarily what you kind of want you you just kind of the that people know you and 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 you you know there's a there's a Oh, yeah, that she is like an established artist and that people yeah. do acknowledge that. Um, like, I'd say she's bigger than Katy Perry. Like, they said Katy Perry and stuff got more and more kind of mm. vibes. And I was like, no, I think Pink is bigger. Pink is like, I'd put Pink, and I don't know if they'd like this, but I'd put Pink into a category with Avril Lavigne mm. and, yeah. and stuff like that. So kind of more the grungy, punky um uh, kind of um yeah but music her music and... hasn't been that for a long time because it's been it's true it's been quite ballady you know mm-hmm. in the past couple of years some strong messages always strong messages before it yeah. was like about herself and about being a teenager or about finding yourself and um being pushed around by men also and uh, uh, in her love life but the last couple of years since she's had her child it's about bigger messages than that it's about it's about saving the world you know it's about yeah all the shit that's happening in the world and how uh, um, I mean this sounds cliche but you know about peace about uh, climate change about you know what about us what are we doing you know um, so I, I yeah and I think she she grew a lot with having her child and um i actually saw her uh do this speech on was it one of the mtv things or was it the grammy thing where she maybe got like a lifetime achievement i don't remember what it was exactly but uh, she addressed that a lot of people were talking about because she has a daughter Mm -hmm. uh but the hairdo of 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 her daughter didn't look feminine and then of course she they got a lot of um comments about that and about you know the androgyny of her daughter basically and uh, yeah she 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 actively well you know but this is a few years ago so now we're we're past that and we're like okay you can do what you want and and people are you know aware of what body shaming is now Mm -hmm. but this is this was just the beginning of that and there was a lot of of yeah shaming her daughter for for yeah looking like a no i remember it was kind of like because her daughter's name is willow right yeah um and it just reminds me of willow smith um, yeah. because like uh, Willow and and um, what's his name? The other guy, um, the the, the son, uh, they all got um, you know, they got um, picked on for their looks as well for how they presented themselves, and I think um, Willow Smith also had short shaved hair for a while. So it's um, it's really interesting how far we've come in 
probably the past five years um, concerning that. So, yeah. um, and I, I think she she does, you know, she does a lot, obviously not only for her daughter uh, for that, but just to say, you know, it's okay not to fit in really. And it's, it's, it's okay. That's exactly what I say too. It's what I say. <laughs> yeah. You can be weird. It's okay. Fitting in is boring. Exactly. Like you can fit in as well. But if you don't want to, don't do yeah. it just because you feel like you have to. In the documentary, it did strike me though, that some men in the, you know, in this, this Netflix thing who have worked with Pink think they're all that. I mean, there's mm -hmm. one in particular so the choreography guy, mm -hmm. I thought he was such a diva. Really? I, that's the only word I have for it. He literally <laughs> said that when Pink came in and said openly that she didn't like large parts of the choreography, he was like, oh, 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 oh my God. <laughs> you know, that he was shocked because this had like never happened to him before. And oh my God, this is so not done. I mean, well, maybe others didn't think your choreography was good either, but were like too oppressed to say anything. Or maybe they yeah. didn't have a say in it at all. Or, or, you know, I mean, what makes your choreography so perfect all the time as if you don't have any flaws? Yeah, you know? that's true. I, I found that to be very arrogant of the guy. And before Pink, hmm. he clearly had never gotten any negative feedback which I find just weird. Yeah, I remember him saying like the the being like, oh, and we had to fix everything, and it was like due in one or two days. The show was on in one or two days, and we changed a lot. Yeah. And I was just there like, yeah, well, that's your job. If you didn't have the rehearsal beforehand, then yeah, it sucks, but you need to do it because like she's exactly. the artist who you're going to be representing. So yeah, it was a little bit. Um, but that just makes me think: how many times the actual artist comes up and says and gives criticism I don't think maybe now it's it's more but before mm -hmm. it was labels who were in charge it was managers True. who were in charge yeah. I I truly think that this guy had never you know had to really change anything in his choreography so like maybe oh yeah this hand over here is is hard mm -hmm. let's just cut that or whatever but like a whole like sequence and mm -hmm. that that for me is also weird because, I mean, if, if you don't like what you're doing on stage, what are you doing? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, maybe he was lucky. Maybe he was lucky and his choreographies were just banging all the time and then all of a sudden they weren't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think also just um, there may also be the difference between um, pink being pink and... Um, not a mainstream pop artist so maybe it clashed there like maybe his choreographies were fine for like most pop artists mm. um or like for what those pop artists thought was something they would like but maybe they didn't like it but they just didn't say anything because they were like oh but this is what pop artists do but pink being pink I don't know if this makes sense, but her being her, I think she just probably went like, well, I don't want to be like all those people and that's not the point. I want to like it and I want it to be mine and I wanted to express exactly what I wanted to express. And I think having that kind of, um, having that connection to dance as well as an, as an expression is something not all artists have. I think you need to kind of um, find your way into it. Um, so 
she probably as a gymnast has some experience with dance and 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 stuff and just kind of knew that that wasn't expressing what she wanted to yeah she had her her own specific idea and what she wanted it to look like but then I'm just thinking why wasn't she put together with the choreographers before and why did they have to do all that work that's that's just um, just bad planning really bad planning maybe bad tour manager was shit (laughs) (laughs) throwing shade sorry (laughs) Um, anyway about throwing shade though wait a second at the end of the documentary they ask all of these people that are talking about pink that they're interviewing right what will pink do next and the women answer in the vein of um i don't know what she'll do next maybe this maybe that and then the men they all go literally they all go well, what Pink should do next is blah de blah de blah. So it that was for me that was really telling. Like, huh, wait, uh what was the exact question that the interviewer asked? Because the girls are like, Oh, maybe this, maybe that and then literally they all said, Oh, she should become an actress. You know, I she's been a singer. Now it's time for something else. And literally all the men are just like saying what they think she should be doing. Like Pink would care. I think they that completely missed the point. Yeah, they were talking uh, like for an hour about how individual she is and how true to herself she is and how she does what she wants to do. And then they all go and tell her what she needs to do at the end. Yeah, like, oh, you should be doing this. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> So no, missing the point. Wow, I did not pick up on that. Yeah, uh, that was that was striking to me. And like, by the way, why can't she just continue to be a singer like she has been? Why do you want her all of a sudden to be yeah. an actress now? Because she's too old to be a singer? Is that mm-hmm. what you're saying? You know? Yeah, or like, um, because it's like a normal kind of thing for successful artists to then become actresses or actors. Well, I don't know. It's very strange. There's Why a lot would going around. An actress? She's a singer and she's really good at yeah. songwriting. Why would you suddenly go like, oh, well, she's she has to become an actress now. Why? I, I don't know. And they think, I mean, there's a lot going around like that where, um, you know, she should she should do something completely different and reinvent herself. This ties into what we've already been saying uh, you know, in past episodes where male singers can just keep churning out the same music with the same look and branding because it's working. But women Mm -hmm. have to do a complete 180 degree turn every time they bring something new out and, you know, for for people to respect them in the the industry. So women are not allowed to keep doing the same thing that worked before because then it's like, whoa, look at how lazy she is and, and, you know, just doing the same thing. Well, even like with Pink, you can see it. Uh, Obviously, she keeps changing genres. She keeps kind of introducing new things, working with new people to kind of bring in new styles. And I think that's also just an expression of herself um, developing as an artist. But has she though? um, Well, yeah. She has had a couple of albums that were in this grungy pop rock style. Oh, yeah. A couple of albums like two or three I think that were in that same vein or am I totally mistaken no I comment think, below uh, a couple yeah comment below all the pink fans tear us apart and then put us back together again please yes um so <laughs> I think um she did have a couple of albums like that um 
because I remember like I think the one of the big ones that I first kind of heard was probably the Dear Mr. President um mm. one and um stuff like that where that was relatively big in Germany um yeah and uh um I don't know I think that was already the, the if rock I were to kind of era yeah that's true yeah it was already kind of the rock era um I think if I were con- con- to compare her to say Adele um who has been doing the same stuff basically for the last three albums but she waits like ages between each album and yes emotionally she's like evolved and the last album was a lot more jazzy than the albums before it was a lot, lot, lot more influenced by different stuff and not just strictly pop pop but you can still clearly see the line that continues um but she's undergone a transformation like in her physical body right mm. um so that kind of caused for attention and i don't think she wanted that to happen i think that just happened she was able to do that to change her styles over the years um like yes there were long periods where it was the same um but she was able to change it and not lose her audience mm-hmm. because it's just the the underlying issue not issue but the underlying message is still the same so she still has strong messages in all of her songs and i think her audience has grown with her i i think a lot of them are the people who were fans when they were younger and who have grown through um with her and gone through that transformation with her so i think they can still relate because she just she's not trying to relate to teenagers anymore as she was back then but mm. she's trying to relate to you know going, trying to well relate to people who are more like her situation. and it just goes to show that like being an adult is not <laughs> it's not like oh not now the end we're of an your adult world. yeah and it's not the end of like it's not the end of your problems it's not the end of like um of your doubt. life it's not the end of like of, yeah it's not the end of or creativity it's just you're an adult you have a lot more let, shit wait, to do <laughs> let, let me let me say some more words it's not the end of self-doubt it's not the end of not knowing what the fuck you're actually doing but trying to do something really cool it's you know it's it's I mean yeah I just it's still a big divide to me in the way that men and women are perceived and expected to behave in the music business that's that's Mm -hmm. just what I I saw at the at the end of the documentary when or I felt rather um when the men were just saying what she should do next now and I'm like but stop it stop it you're ruining the whole thing now yeah and that wasn't the question the question is what do you think she will do next and not what should she do next like you're putting your opinion onto that instead of going like oh let me think what she might do yeah exactly instead of just you know what what are the options keep your your mind open where's your empathy like oh she should do this now and this because (laughs) that's what i've decided yes (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, what I want to take away from this for myself and my artistry is that I need to keep writing songs that mean something to me and I need to think more in concepts maybe like with the titles of her albums, you know, Mm -hmm. like Can't Take Me Home, Misunderstood, I'm Not Dead. These are all statements that are true not only to the concept of the songs but is intrinsically mm-hmm. her personality and something she would say in real life and also you know reflects on the things that in the meantime are written about her in the media or are going on in the yeah. media um 
like you know it's like oh you know she hasn't released in a while and then she releases I'm not dead <laughs> so I, I think yeah, yeah those are really cool things that I I I maybe should think a bit more concept wise about you know how do I want to communicate to the outside world because I think that she did that really well in subjects that she chose to write about in her songs and then the title tracks like the titles that she chose for the albums obviously now it's, it's a bit different because we, we release in singles more now mm-hmm. but still you know that's something that I I want to uh, learn from her yeah I think there's a lot we can learn from Pink I think the thing I'll take from it most is the um, very honest open communication and by that I don't mean sharing all your life secrets because nobody can force you to do that but to be able to empathize on such a large level with her audience that I think was really what was pulling people to her her being genuine and her being kind and um showing us all that she also doesn't know what the fuck she's doing all the time and I think (laughs) that that is just really relatable and um that's something that we can all kind of take a leaf out of her book from and um, also stand up for what we believe in yeah, I wanted to say, you know, about the animal rights and everything. That's also something that is high on my agenda. Um, yeah. And I think it, it's very eloquent of her, you know, the way that she uh, spoke about how others, you know, how she cannot influence what others do. Um, because she, yeah, she did this song together with Christina Aguilera and, and Beyonce. Um and some others as well. Now, oh yeah, not, not a song. It was a Pepsi, a Pepsi thing. Yeah, it a Pepsi was a Pepsi ad. ad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with Beyonce and uh, uh, Britney Spears. Britney Spears. That was the Pepsi. Yes. Uh, Christina Aguilera was the song of Moulin Rouge. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, she was asked, "Yeah, but you know, Beyonce and and Britney Spears keep wearing fur. So what do you say to them? Like, how are you going to make them stop?" And then she literally just said, "Well, I can't make them stop, can I?" But she just says, well, everybody who buys a fur coat should, you know, be able to watch the video of how it's made. And if you still want to buy it after, well, then you deserve it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. thought that was very well said. You know, I think actually- it's really interesting. Yeah. Because I think she, there's a lot of anger beneath that um, mm. because I think she has a lot of compassion for not just people, but animals. And um, it, it it's really hard to watch other people mistreat animals or abuse animals uh, when you know that they haven't educated themselves at all. Mm. And to not go bitter is a really good, a really, a really um, big achievement mm. in yeah. that way as well. But also the communication also kind of communicating what she's feeling without kind of alienating people is very difficult and topics like that yeah okay well so conclusion we love pink yes <laughs> pink on is multiple good. levels <laughs> <laughs> yes all right so with that we are going to uh, have a listen to her new songs please also yeah. do so <laughs> 
And uh, <laughs> that's all for today. So thank you for tuning in to Unboxing Women. If you've ever had an experience that you want to share with us, send us a DM or tag us in your post with the hashtag suchabitch. Or send us an email on suchabitch at unboxingwomen.com. Don't forget to drop us a like on Instagram or wherever you're listening to us. And my name is Dana Rex and I've been chatting with Micah Rose. Tune in to another episode of Unboxing Women next week. See you then. Bye. Bye.